Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks so much, Pipes. Love to see you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I feel like we have such a great group of people that listen to this podcast. I know I always say it, but I really do mean it. And um, thank you guys for listening to the Spotify Live on Spotify every Thursday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, called Confessions with Carly. You guys can call me on there. You can join the chat. Such a great group of people in that chat. You guys freaking crack me up. Um, and we've been getting a lot of good, good calls lately, which is really fun, but I am a little raspy. You guys, I don't, I have the worst ever headache in the entire world. I woke up this morning. I only slept a couple hours. Um, cause we got back from the shows late and then I had to, we had to leave at four 30 in the morning. So I slept for a couple hours. And as soon as I opened my eyes, I was like, I have the worst headache of my life and it hasn't gone away. And I'm recording this six 30 on Sunday. So I, I've been home for about six hours. Um, but I'm, I'm a little raspy. I think it, it sometimes takes me like a day to, for my body to catch up with all of it. But I will tell you one thing. I miss my freaking kitty cats. I miss my freaking kitty cats. And I watch them on my, on my surveillance cameras that I have to just spy on them almost 24 hours a day. I love those guys. Robert has been so sweet since I got home. Stanley has been screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, but I, I missed my babies. Hi, Robert. Okay. He doesn't care. He, he's like, we get it. You're home. Stop being annoying. But you guys, I was sitting on my flight today and I was on a flight. Okay. So you know how we were in Austin, Texas. And by the way, met so many of you in Austin, Texas. We had four shows, which is kind of a lot of shows. Um, usually we have like one or two, but we had four. I met so many people that listen to the podcast. You guys are so freaking cute. And I just love you so much. You make my day. And I, and I really do mean that. And, um, uh, one of the girls that came out to the show with one of her friends, her name's Alejandra, her boyfriend, um, freaking emailed me the sweetest email. So I want to say a special shout out to her and, and him. Cause that was so cute. That made my day today, but I was on my flight on the way home. Everybody goes to Austin for like bachelor parties, bachelor parties. It's like Nashville kind of vibes. And the way that I was, my whole area was a bachelor party of firemen of FDNY. Girl, the way I thought I was going to get a damn husband at at 4.30 a.m. And yet nobody, nobody cared. Nobody wanted to freaking marry me on the damn flight. But to be fair, they were a little bit older. So I think they were all married and they were like, Oh, my wife, they were being so they were being like one thing about men is they're going to be men. And that's so disappointing. But they were like, oh, my my wife probably has a tracker in my bag. <laughs> I'm like, OK, um, never mind. So that that was cute while it lasted. You know, the dream was cute while it lasted. But let's get to some of these emails, you guys. Let's say that say pipes. Okay, let's see this one. This one says 19-year-old Carly and me. Well, how freaking cute is that? Girly, let me tell you, you've been inspo since before you even knew. I met you back in 2008, 2009. Um, Who knows? Time isn't real. Anyway, met you through our friend. Okay, I'm seeing the friend's name. Um, Oh, she used to live in in my area where I grew up. 
She says, anyway, I'm on the steps next to you as you're looking up and smiling at my friend. Why am I sending this? I've been listening to the podcast for a while. Huge fan since girl code, but more importantly, a fan since this specific night. Oh my God. We went out in Williamsburg. You had a fake ID. You were so confident you'd get in the bar with no issue. Then I watched you embody it and just do it. I was wowed and my security ass took note. (laughs) Oh my God. I was definitely like 18 or 19 years old at this time. Fast forward. Uh, now when we're in our thirties, uh, you continue to inspire me. Oh my God, this is so sweet. I hope you celebrate yourself often because it's a big deal that you're living your truth. I know this email might make you laugh because it's like, you're being inspired by me using a fake ID at a bar, <laughs> but it was, and is your essence that struck me. Oh my God, this is so sweet. And I've never forgotten it. Thank you for showing up for the girlies every week and making me LOL. Uh, you have a gift you've chosen to step into your alignment, no matter what anybody says, thinks, etc. You do that. And I want to thank you for the most recent inspo as I've left a draining nine to five and I'm starting my own business. Oh my God. Congratulations. This is so exciting. Send, send me info on your business. I would love to know more about it. And of course I remember you and oh my God, I'm looking at this picture, you guys. Oh my God. First of all, the, the fashion in this picture the fucking fashion in this picture. I'm wearing, I have my bright red hair and I'm going to tell you exactly why I remember this exact night. And I wonder if you'll remember this too, but oh God, I'm wearing these boots that I don't know if my girlies that are listening ever shopped at rainbow or strawberry, like, you know, one of those stores like Joyce Leslie rainbow, there was another one. Um, but rainbow and strawberry was like, that was like where I got my highest fashion. And I bought these boots that I'm wearing in this picture that are horrendous. And sometimes I think about them. I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever worn. And I can't believe I wore this in public. These like army green heeled. Yes. I said heeled combat boots with big black laces and hold on a peep toe. So in case it wasn't enough. Oh, and and there were studs on them too. And I'm wearing (laughs) not a fucking peep toe heeled combat boot girlies. No, no. And I think about these often and I think, wow, I really loved these. And I wore them. You guys, when I tell you I wore these all the fucking time, (laughs) what the hell with skinny jeans and and a white tee. That is so funny. But I remember this night specifically because I think the person who was behind the camera that took the picture is the person I'm about to tell you about. So a month or so, maybe a few weeks, a month ago, before this picture was taken, I was out at a restaurant with one of my friends and there was a couple next to like a couple on a date, like a few tables away from us. The girl gets up, goes to the bathroom. Oh my God. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm telling this story. The girl gets up, goes to the bathroom and the guy comes over to our table and he's like talking to me saying, listen, I'm on a date. It's a first date. It's not going well. I'm not feeling it, but I wanted to, I wanted to see if I could give you my number because I would love to go out with you. And like, I, uh, he's like, I can't stop staring at you. And I, and I just love your energy. So I'm like, Oh my God. Like now I'm freaking out. Like this girl better not come out of the bathroom, whatever. And the guy gives me his number. Of course, I'm never going to call him. Now what? I have a question. Why would I ever want to go on a date with that guy? So I have to hold it. I, I have to hold it in the whole time I'm with him. I can't trust the guy when I go to the damn bathroom. So of course I'm not calling him. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call you. I never did. 
And then this particular night that this photo was taken, I would say prime 2009, because I'm seeing someone wear a, a sweater dress with a, with the belt, you know, the belt. Um, we walk into this apartment. We were going to have like drinks before we went out to a bar. We walk into this apartment and the guy there was like, Oh, my roommate's going to come with us. And the roommate comes out of his bedroom. And it was the fucking guy that gave me his phone number that hit on me while he was on a date. And it was honestly one of the most awkward moments of my life. And he was like, Oh, Hey, like, I remember you. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I remember you too. It was so bizarre. So weird. But yes, then I remember going out. I was using a fake ID for a very long time. So I was like very confident (laughs) at at 18 years old, 19 years old. I I had already been using my fake ID that by the way, said I was like 37. (laughs) Looked nothing like me. I was using that ID all over New York City and nobody ever gave me a hard time about it. I don't know what the hell it was. The girl literally looked nothing like me. And it said she was like, she was like, she was like four foot nine. Completely just, I think it was different then though. They, they were a little bit more lenient about who they let in. Oh my God, that is so cute. Oh my God, send me more info about your, um, your business. And it's good to hear from you. That's, that's too damn cute. I, I got to burn this, the, I, the idea of these shoes that I had. <laughs> Because I really, you know, when you like guys right now, everyone, all the girlies think of an outfit that you wore that you really were like in your head, you were like, this is it for me. Like I've peaked, like you wore the outfit and you thought you really did something there. That's what this was. (laughs) Weird fucking times. I want to do, you guys know how I do those, um, fashion videos about the 2000s. I wanted to do one about like 2009 to like 2000 and literally 15. I feel like especially 13 to 15 was weird as hell. Uh, I don't know what we were doing out there, but we were trying it. We were trying it. Uh, okay. So that's so cute. Let's see. This one says, World's most horrendous and embarrassing gynecologist visits. Cat pick attached. Well, that seems fitting. Hi, Carly. I love you so much. And I want to make sure you kiss your angel cats on the face for me. I will attach a picture of my son, Rory, for the listeners, for the listeners on the potty uh, that listen every week. That is, wait, wait a minute. You named your cat Rory. I kind of love that. Like it's giving Gilmore girls. So freaking cute. He's gray and white. I had to, I had to take a sneak peek at the picture. Uh, I just thought of the story. I wanted to expose myself to the girls, hopefully for a good laugh. I'm 25 years old. And this happened about eight years ago when I was 17, but I thought I would share a laugh with the girls because that's just what we have to do about these bad situations. It was summertime and I was a camp counselor. Let me preface this before you think I'm a dirty bitch. I was in the heat all day, sweating, going in the pool and going a long time without proper hygiene during the day because I had to run around catching little rascal children and making sure they were all okay. Lo and behold, this was not good for my pH balance. At about 4 a.m. on a Sunday after a long work week, I woke up to my vagina absolutely burning. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? So I wanted to physically chop it off and that's how bad the pain was. I'm 
I currently had my period at the time. So I was like, something is wrong. I was so embarrassed. I told my mom, I have to talk to you. My vagina is not right, girl. (laughs) Moms get it. Trust me, moms get it. You can talk to your mom really about anything, especially stuff like that. Forget it. She's going to be like, oh, what's crazy is like, you could probably go to your mom and tell her your symptoms and she'll tell you exactly what's wrong. Uh, She says, so we go to the gynecologist right away and they get me right in for an emergency appointment. I lay down on the bed, feet in the stirrups, and then here comes in my amazing angel of a gyno. She goes, okay, let's take a look. She lifts up the blanket and goes loudly, oh my God, can I bring in my interns? I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's make it a party. (laughs) Oh my God. This is like that episode of Friends where Ross has a, a mole on his butt. And all the doctors can't figure out what to do with it. (laughs) And he's laying on the bed and they're all standing around staring at his butt. They all come in and a doctor goes, this is the most swollen vagina I've ever seen. Mind you, this woman literally delivers babies. So I was like, okay, Carly, I'm laying there and I'm literally mortified. The interns are looking at it in pure shock. I feel like I was a scientific experiment on display. Then I get my diagnosis. It was a yeast infection, UTI, and my period all at the same time. Oh my goodness. The triple, the triple threat. This was literally one of the worst days of my life. And I just look back and think of how funny it is because of the reaction of everyone in the freaking doctor's office who came to behold my private area. But I wouldn't wish that pain on my worst enemy. Thank God I work from home now and I have a big girl job and I'll never let my body encounter that type of trauma again. If you read this, I hope it gives you a good laugh. If there's any girlies with similar jobs, please make sure you don't end up like me and try to do your best. Oh my goodness. Honestly, like, there should be a, here's the thing. Like, I don't know. I, you're very, very brave. You have to give yourself credit for that for saying, yeah, no, let the other doctors come in. But in your head, you're probably going, well, the doctor doesn't know what's wrong with me. I have to have other doctors come in here too. Right. Like we we're calling in for backup. Anytime a doctor is calling in for backup, it's like, shall we not? Especially a gyno. I remember, um, I went to this, I went to the gyno once. This wasn't the gyno that I have currently who I literally love her so much. I love her more than actually anything. But, um, the gyno that I used to go to, she was like, Oh, I have a student, you know, like, can the student come in? Like whatever observing. And, uh, if you don't mind and I'm like, yeah, no, sure. And the way that it, the guy, the guy came in, it was the hottest guy I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I was like, okay, like girl, girly, girly pops. Let me know that the man is hot before he's entering the room and and going to see me in the most unflattering position of my life. I mean, what the hell? That is so you have to watch that friends episode if you've never seen it. It's it's called um you know what? I wish I knew it off the top of my head. I'm going to think about it later. But it's like Ross has this thing on his butt cheek. And none of the doctors can figure out what it is. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's, um, (laughs) let's get to these next ones. Honestly, embarrassing doctor stories are on a whole nother level, right? Cause it's like, we all got to do it. We all got to do it. And sometimes you have an embarrassing thing. You don't even want to tell the damn doctor, you know? But okay. This one says, 
embarrassing things. Ooh, should we do this? Okay. Let's do this one. Uh, embarrassing things. I have two embarrassing things that have been on my mind. Number one, getting your bag pulled by TSA. Like I want to die as soon as they pull it in and ask whose bag is this. And then you have to walk over and everyone's staring at you while the whole time in your head, you're thinking, Oh my God, maybe I accidentally did pack a knife. <laughs> it's so true, honestly. And then like the people in TSA going through your damn underwear, I'm like, get your, get your grubby hands off, uh, off my undies, please, sir. Get your freaking grubby hands off of them. Uh, number two, DMing celebrities. When I tell people that I got you your cats, they always ask. This is a girl who uh, works at Providence Animal Shelter. Shout out to Providence that got me Robert and Stanley. They always ask how I got in touch with you. And I say, I DM'd you. And it's literally so embarrassing. <laughs> like even people or influencers make stories with question boxes that are designed for responses, but it's still so embarrassing to reply. <laughs> It is not embarrassing to reply, at least to me. I feel like a lot of people reply when I when I like prompt questions and it's so freaking funny. You guys are so funny. She said sending this email is even kind of embarrassing. Why? Oh my God, that's so damn funny. I don't care. I publicly troll, I publicly troll celebrities. Martha Stewart, all the people from Shark Tank, freaking The Rock. Um, who else do I love? You know, I love all those guys. Uh, let's see. This says that is so damn funny. I feel like there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's like funny. But there's that uh, meme that keeps going that went viral. That was like, there's nothing more like humbling than your friends seeing your comment on a famous person's Instagram. <laughs> And, and that I know people see what I comment on like people's pages sometimes, but I'm like, oh, whatever. It's funny. <laughs> uh, okay. This one says, I think I'm going through a breakup. Hi, Carly and the fellas. I love you so much. And this freaking podcast, I am not kidding. When I say every other podcast doesn't exist to me anymore because I found this. Oh my God. Thank you so much for creating the safe space where the girlies can just be girlies onto the juicy stuff. This is going to be hectic. So buckle up. Okay. So not to be dramatic, but this has quite literally been the worst month of my life. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I turned 23 a month ago. And since then, it seems like someone is taking my voodoo doll and just putting it in a blender every day and then runs me over with a damn lawnmower. I lost my job about a week into turning 23. I'm not going to get into the details, but this is just the beginning. I've dated the same guy for about three years. We took a small break a few months in because we were both freshly out of long relationships and needed time to heal. It didn't last long at all because we have such a strong connection. I should also mention that he hasn't had an easy life when it comes to relationships, and he certainly has an interesting point of view compared to me. He lost a lot of close people in his life and doesn't have the best family relationships, which I totally understand. Everything has been great, and but every fall, my boyfriend has this really intense breakdown and everything going on in his life. He's just one of those people who bottles everything up and then loses it. I know this is a hard time of year for him, and we're both at this age trying to just figure everything out, but this breakdown results in him telling me he's not good enough for me, and he tries to end the relationship every single time. I'm in cosmetology school as a night student, and I don't have the best schedule, and he's one of the priorities when, I, when it comes to my time. 
in the past few months, he's been constantly picking out a new hobby, traveling every weekend, is always at the gym or training for something random. I personally feel like we lost a romantic and sexual part of our relationship. We go over a month without having sex sometimes, and we don't do any kind of dates or anything fun. We just kind of stay at home. Uh, I try and plan things and he never gets excited about it and it feels forced, which makes me feel like he isn't attracted to me. I try to talk to him about it and tell him it's upsetting me and he tells me he's never really been affectionate and doesn't do well with physical touch. When we're around people, he always makes comments about how he doesn't agree with marriage or how stupid he thinks he is, and then proceeds to go on and on about how he never wants kids, knowing that I do, which is embarrassing for me because our friends are around. It's infuriating uh, because if that's what he really wants, then he's wasting my time. When I talk to him about it, we both end up sobbing, and then the day we work on things and nothing changes. At the beginning of our relationship, he was very vocal towards me in a good way and said all of the right things. I don't want it to end. I strongly believe this is this isn't how it's supposed to go. I don't know if it's fake expectation or scenario in my head, but he's supposed to be my forever person and this is supposed to be my fairy tale. I can't even imagine having to start over with someone else. I have a really hard time letting men into my life and this one just felt different. Uh, I don't know how much more of this I can take. I feel like I've just become one of his friends and I'm forcing it to be more. I don't know what to do about it anymore. Is this the end? How can I fix it? Can it be saved? Love you kiss right on the lips. Um, love you too. Kiss you right on the lips. So I'm, you guys have been together for three years. You're 23 and he has these, like, you, you want to know what, I think a lot of relationships it's, it's ebbs and flows you know, sometimes you're really, you know, uh, intense with each other. Sometimes you're more chill. Sometimes you don't go out. Sometimes you do. But if you, if you're saying that these things are constant, like he doesn't really want to do things with you. It feels disingenuous when you guys are hanging out. Like he doesn't really want to be there, uh, when you guys go out and do things, um, all of that, if that's been happening for a long time, I think that that is an issue, right? Like I don't, I know that there's ebbs and flows in relationships, but think about it realistically. When was the last time you guys were, if it was when you first started dating, then you have to kind of have a think about what this relationship is now and what you think it will be in the future for you. Right. Like it's so funny because I always say like anytime, like I'm dating someone or one of my friends is dating someone and it's difficult in the beginning. I go, girl, you got to get out. Cause the beginning is the best part. The beginning is the part that you look at when you're years deep and you're like, oh, but remember that time he gave me flowers? It's like, yeah, girl, that was in 2007. You know, we, we've grown since then. We've, we, a lot of time has passed, you know? But the beginning is a, it's like when somebody's courting you, it's when somebody's trying to impress you and all of that stuff. So if it's been since then, like really just honestly think about it and think about the, the biggest red flag, I think, um, in this whole email for me, at least just because we, we've heard it all before we've seen it all before. The biggest red flag is him saying that he wants a different kind of like the rest of his life to be very drastically different than you. He doesn't want to get married. He doesn't believe in marriage. He doesn't want to have children and he knows that you do. So to me, that's the conversation that you should be having with him because otherwise you're both just wasting each other's time. 
Like it's okay to want different things, but you have to realistically think of how long and how far this relationship can go because you don't want to end up just saying, okay, cool. He doesn't want to get married and have kids. So then we won't do it. And then you end up resenting him. You know, you're both young. There's plenty of people that I'm sure want the same things as both of you. But I think that's what I would focus on more because girl, you're going to kick yourself in the butt if you date him for three more years, five more years. And then when push comes to shove, he's like, listen, I told you I didn't want to get married because we've seen that happen a bunch of times before on this podcast too, right? You just have to protect yourself still. I know that it's hard and it sucks, but you know, sometimes people just want different things. I also, I also don't like the feeling of, I've been in relationships like that where like, you want to go out and do stuff and he just kind of wants to do what he wants to do. That's a shitty feeling because it just makes it feel not special. I love going out on dates with, with someone I'm dating, like someone I'm in a relationship with and stuff like that. It's so important. You know, it makes you feel special. It makes you feel like you get dressed up and go out and you have something to do. It's cute. It's cute. Um, okay. Let's see. This one says, help. Hi, Carly. First of all, love the podcast. Listen to it every week religiously at my desk, sometimes laughing to myself like a crazy person. Uh, You're real and give so much amazingly good advice. I figure I would shoot my shot. I'm lost and torn and I don't know what to do lately. I'm currently a sweet owner, but I also work at a full-time eight to two Monday through Friday office job. My son is 17 months old and I'm craving and needing more balance along with more time with him. I'm working long hours and long weekends right now with the suite. Okay. I don't know what a suite is, but I, um, maybe, maybe I'll figure it out the more I read because I'm like, is this just like a, like, I don't know what it could honestly possibly be. Oh, okay. Here we go. I love doing hair and I especially love doing bridal. Okay. So it's like, a, Oh, okay. It's like a bridal suite. Oh, okay. I love that. I'm coming to a point where I physically and mentally can't handle both my office and the suite. I'm scared to make the wrong decision here. I make a great salary in my office and genuinely like what I'm doing, but my end goal is eventually to be opening my own salon. I'm torn here because the salon world can be grueling, longer hours, on your feet all day. I don't really want to work late nights with my baby, nor do I want to be pulling long days and weekends with my son being so young. But again, I truly love what I'm doing. On the other hand, my office isn't that bad. I'm comfortable along with a really good salary and PTO. I want to be a parent that can be at everything. I want him to know that I'm always there, but I'm really struggling. I don't know if anyone else has been in this situation and can shed some light, et cetera, with past experiences. I'm sorry for the long post. This is just really consuming to me to make the right choice. Well, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I can't imagine how overwhelmed people are, especially um, right after they have children. You know, make sure you give yourself a little bit of grace here. You just went through something unbelievable. And it's, it's such an exciting time, but I'm, I'm sure it's stressful as well. I I honestly can't even imagine. Um, but I think with something like this, 
it might be, if you had to pick between the two, if it were me, and, and again, if anyone has similar experience, write in, write in on this, um, send me an email to like follow up with her because I'm curious to know your guys POV on this, but if it were me, I would probably do what I had the most, what was most comfortable for me at this time, right? You have a little baby, you have a 17 month old. So it's like, I would do whatever made my schedule the easiest that way. Like I used to work in hair salons. And when I tell you you're, it's a hustle, man. Like it is a hustle. Any type of um, service job, like people who work at salons, people who work at restaurants, like they bust their ass, right? Not saying other people don't, but you're literally up on your feet all day. You're running around, you have a million things to do and your hours are not, your hours are crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like you can't clock in and clock out and then just go home, you know? So that's what I I would probably go towards it. it, Also, if you were writing in and saying like, you absolutely hate your office job, I would be like, I would be like, well, that that's something to reconsider, you know? But at the same time, I'm like, you don't hate your office job. I think you have too much on your plate right now. You have a good salary. You have a PTO at your office job. It's a consistent schedule. I think that you'll be less stressed out if you have a more simple schedule, you know, because you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to be running around and, and listen, I, I, I give people so much credit that work in the service industry. I know it's something that people do because for two reasons, because they love it, they're passionate about it but also because it's good money. You make good tips and I, and I get it, but that's a hard freaking job. I don't know if I would be able to do that if I, you know, had that much more on my plate as well. Um, okay. Keep us posted on that. And again, if anyone has a, um, similar situation, let me know. Okay. This one says Carly, please help. Uh, hi, Carly. Love you since day one. So sorry for the novel, but if we're going to share, we got to give the girlies all the deets. Love you too. Uh, first of all, I want to share something that's so embarrassing because no one has said it yet. When you walk out of a store and you set the security alarm off and you did nothing wrong and the cashier probably thinks they forgot to take a sensor off, uh, you're looking around <laughs> for the cavalry of employees and security to come check on you. That is so true. I feel like this happens all the time. Like if I'm at like, not that I'm at a mall all the time, cause there's no malls near me, but anytime I'm at a mall, I feel like I somehow set the sensors off and it's like, I didn't steal. I promise. Uh, she says, okay, okay. I'm a 28, 28 year old woman. My best friend who is a male is 27 and his girlfriend is 22 little backstory. My best friend will call him Mikey. And I have been besties since high school. So we're talking about 12, 13 years of friendship. It's always been platonic. I can't emphasize that enough. However, I'm a very affectionate person. My loved ones are around me. You know, I'm going to hug them. This is so crucial to the story. Okay. So I have always had boyfriends, situationships, whatever, because I'm a cutie with a booty. Mikey, not so much. He's very much a friend zone type of guy. Okay. So he finally gets a girlfriend and I'm excited and happy for him because I could just tell he's so excited about her. As the person I am, I express that I can't wait to meet her and tell him to bring her to my engagement dinner because your girlie is getting married. Oh my God. And this hot piece to this hot piece of ass. (laughs) 
who loves and supports me. We've been together for just about 10 years and my fiance and Mikey also have a good friendship. Got to give a little bit of context there. So to my engagement dinner, so cut to my engagement dinner, I was very casual It was very casual and intimate, close friends and family. I see Mikey and his girlfriend walking up to our table and I get up to greet them because here comes my bestie. Um, And obviously I'm so excited to meet his new girlfriend. Mikey has told me that she has a lot of social anxieties and insecurity and she's a little shy. So Carly, the entire night I'm mingling and the love of my life and shaking my ass and doing cartwheels, right? All the while going up to Mikey and his girlfriend, making sure she's comfortable, making sure she has a drink. I'm including her in all of my pictures with my girlfriends and my family, really just trying to put into effort to make sure that she feels included because I know how uncomfortable it can be in a setting where you don't know anyone. Mind you, this is my first time meeting this girl. Um, Towards the end of the night, I'm a little drunk because hello, Your girl waited years for this rock on her finger. So, you know, I'm going to turn up. (laughs) That reminds me of that TikTok sound. (laughs) It's like, I don't know about you, but I'm going to turn up. (laughs) That's literally you. Uh, Of course, rightfully so. It's your damn engagement dinner. I once again go up to Mikey and the girlfriend to make sure they had a good time because I'm the hostess. I get I hug him and say, thank you for coming. And I And I gave him a little head noogie, LMFAO, and pinch his cheeks like a damn toddler because that's just what we do. I hug her and say, thank you so much for coming. And they're on their merry way. Fast forward to the next time I see Mikey, we're going to get PSLs, (laughs) pumpkin spice lattes, because we're fall girlies. And he tells me his girlfriend doesn't like the way that I touched him and doesn't feel comfortable about me being around him. What? which Mikey told me that he stuck up for me and had my back since I'm not going anywhere, but I don't feel like he should have had to stick up for me. My feelings. Oh my God. This is like, my feelings were honestly so hurt because I went out of my way to make sure that she was comfortable at my engagement dinner. And it just makes me so sad because all I want is for us to double date and just for her and I to hang out as well. I really just want her to like me, but I feel like this isn't about me per se. And it's way more about her. Do I suffocate her with more of my love and affection? LOL JK. Should I just be cordial and just let it be or talk to her about it? I really don't want to be confrontational. I just know I'll hold myself back from going to group events, et cetera, with our friends, because I never want to be somewhere that I'm not welcome. Attached is me and my cutie ass fiance. Um, the girls, I'm the one with the drink in the hand and the girlfriend is to my right. Well, let me check. Let me check it out. Thank you so much for honestly, you sending these pictures. Like I love you. And I want to kiss you right on the damn lips. Cause you guys know I need, you guys know I need info. Okay. Hold on. First of all, you and your fiance husband are literally stunning and gorgeous and beautiful. And you guys look cute and you look like you have so much fun together. And that makes me really happy. Okay. So that's her. So so there's the hater. So there is the hater. Here's the thing. I think she is. Okay. Wait, first things first. I don't think you should kiss her ass when you see her. I think that this is a thousand percent, not a you problem. You know what I'm saying? Like this is her insecurity and her feeling. I, I think it's just, she's young. Like she's 22 years old. You know what I'm saying? She might have never had a boyfriend before. She might feel intimidated by how close you guys are. Like, I think that there's certain people that can't, um, 
like, it's so weird because I never have a problem with like, if someone I'm dating has a friend, that's a girl and they hang out, I'm just like, okay, whatever. But sometimes you like get vibes where you're like, Oh no, I, I, I don't feel great about this person, you know? And I'm not saying she feels that about you, but some people have those vibes about everyone. Like it's happened to me before with people that I'm friends with. And I'm like, I'm sorry, girl. Like the way that I would never, ever be interested in your man the way that I would never ever be interested in your man and the way I've known your man for, for five, 10 years before you guys even freaking locked eyes. And if I, and if I wanted the peach, I could have got the damn peach already. Like, don't worry, you know, but there's some people that do that. So I would just leave it as is do not like, uh, not show up to parties or not go to certain events because you know, she's going to be there. Don't do that. Like go to all of your things. This is your group of friends. Um, and just when you see her be nice and listen, if you feel weird vibes from her, I'm such an advocate for just standing up for yourself and just saying like, Hey girl, did I do something to bother you? Cause I don't know what the deal is. And, and look at her face. Cause she's going to be flabbergasted. Because she has absolutely no reason to feel this way about you. You know? She's going to be freaking flabbergasted. I think she's a little intimidated by you. Maybe you could take it a little bit as a compliment, right? Because you're so cool and, and, you're, and you're so fun and you're doing freaking cartwheels. She probably is like, how is my boyfriend not in love with this girl? You know? But that's her insecurity. If you want to say something to her, I'm, I'm all about that. But I would probably just leave it. If you bump into her, just say hi. You don't have to go above and beyond, you know? Um, that is just so, there, it's so funny. There's always something when you first, like, uh, when you start dating someone and when you start introducing people to your friends is when you really see, like, what type of vibe they have, you know? Um, let's see. All right, let's do this one. This one says, humor isn't landing and body shaming. Hey, Carly, I've recently started listening to the podcast as suggested by a friend, and I truly enjoyed all the stories uh, shared and your wonderful advice. Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for tuning in. I have an odd situation in which I'm hoping you can share your thoughts on. I recently got into a relationship with a wonderful guy. He's very handsome. He's a pediatrician. Ooh, love that. He's a pediatrician and takes great care of his body. However, I'm getting a little bit concerned about our compatibility. His sense of humor is insult humor, which I think is fine from time to time, but I prefer to enjoy the kind of humor from a TV show or a live show. Um, he constantly pokes fun at my body and comments on how lazy I am. Mm -mm. Because I decided not to go to the gym after a long day of work. To make things worse, he doesn't really get sarcasm, and I'm very sarcastic. I'm trying not to let it bother me, but I've asked him to stop several times, and he just isn't getting it. What? Additionally, he has a pretty insane dependency issues, anxiety, and depression. I have anxiety and depression, too, and I'm wondering if this is just a recipe for fucking disaster. Christ almighty. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells all the time around him, and he'll do something so cute that makes me melt and fall for him all over again. We went camping for my birthday, and he put out candles all over the campground. First of all, fire hazard. First of all, uh-oh. 
He put candles all over the campground, made a cake for me over the fire and got me the most thoughtful gifts. I cried. It was like a Hallmark movie. Am I being too sensitive? I don't want to let it bother me, but I love my body. I'm tall and slender and look great in a turtleneck and a trench coat. Oh, okay. It's a serve. I love me. Why can't he? Hope you're safe and well. Kiss you right on the lips. <laughs> Kiss you right on the lips. Um, I really, really like, I, I think that like anytime uh, your partner, anytime anyone's partner is commenting negatively on your body, I think that it's like just kind of like the long, like uh, a long con of manipulation, if that makes any sense. Like, listen, I remember every negative thing that anyone's probably ever said about my body in my life. Like, and I really like, for the most part, I have a very healthy relationship with the way that I look. And like, of course we all have our days. I'm not going to say that I wake up every day look feeling like I'm a supermodel, but I think I have a very, you know, I'm very comfortable with the way that I look, but I still, you know, anytime I've gotten criticism about the way that I look, it just sticks in your head. And why would I want to be with somebody that makes me feel that way? And I think that it's all so that they kind of get their claws in you in a way where it's like, um, they're, they're saying these little things and, and kind of like chipping away at the bit because they want you to feel like, like they're doing you a favor by being with them. You know what I'm saying? Like they want you to feel like you, you can't do any better. You can't get any better and you don't look good and all of that stuff. First of all, never fucking believe it. What matters is how you feel about yourself. Okay. Don't worry about what he's saying. If he's criticizing you, fuck that. He sounds like a, honestly, he sounds like a control freak. He sounds like a damn control freak. I I wouldn't be able to be with somebody that not only said those things, but even like the thought of someone that I'm dating looking at me in that way, like that I'm lazy or just like all these negative things. I, I wouldn't be okay with it. I wouldn't be okay with it. Like to me, it's like the, the good doesn't outweigh the bad when the bad is like ruining your self-esteem. You know, I don't care that he almost started a damn forest fire in the middle of the damn woods for you, even though that was a very sweet and romantic gesture, but you have to look at it as like, that's going to affect the negative is going to affect you more, especially stuff like this. Nobody should be commenting about somebody else's body. Couldn't be me. I don't think I could handle it, but, um, yeah, I think you, what's important is what you said at the end where you love the way you look, but you're just like, well, why can't he, you know? Oh, keep us posted on that. I, I, I freaking hate that. Sometimes I'm like, really guys, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Um, let's do some fuck brand kills. Let's see. Okay. Um, wow. The, this, this whole, this whole email is fuck Mary kills. Good for you. Thank you. Okay. Let's do, we did that one already. Ooh, beanies, fuzzy socks, hoodies. Okay. This is a tough one. I would say in this scenario, I have to kill a beanie because they're very, very damn cute. And I wear them a lot, but like, if I had to kill one, it would have to be a beanie because they mess up your hair. Fuzzy socks, marry. No, marrying hoodie, fucking fuzzy socks, right? Because 
I'm wearing a hoodie right now. Who am I kidding? I'm wearing my Department of Sanitation personalized hoodie right now. Um, okay. Coffee, energy drinks, tea. Killing. Oh, honestly, I'm marrying coffee. I guess I'm fucking tea because I like iced tea. I don't really like hot tea. And then I'm killing energy drinks. And let's see. Ooh, uh, morning, night, afternoon. I think I'm going to um, marry the night, not to quote Lady Gaga, but I'm going to marry the night. I'm going to fuck the morning and then I'm going to kill the afternoon. I don't know why that's my answer, but it just feels right. No, actually, should I kill the morning? I don't know. Sometimes like if I wake up early and like have a good, like have like a long morning, I'm like, wow, this is actually the best, you know, but I don't, I don't wake up that early all the time. But when I do wake up extra, extra early, I'm like, this feels, this feels good. I feel like I have my shit together, girls, you know, but anywho, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you can join the, uh, conversation on Spotify every Thursday, live eight Eastern five Pacific on the Spotify live app. You can call me, you can chat with the girlies in the damn chat. Okay. You can call in and spill your tea, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We have so much fun in there. And, um, yeah, I love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.